Well, good afternoon, my beauties. I am coming to you from a very cold Midwest. <laughs> um, yesterday, generally, I record and upload podcasts. Um, today is a Wednesday. However, I had a neurology appointment yesterday. Um, for those that don't know, I have chronic migraines. And so I am very into like holistic health um, as far as it can help you. Unfortunately, mine have me disabled and they're very debilitating. So I have to get um, migraine injections every few months. And so I was doing that yesterday. I had recorded a previous podcast um, like I said, I want to talk about plants and kind of herbology because it's something close to my heart. Um, I'm in school for it right now online, learning um, holistic health sciences and a little bit of herbology. So I kind of wanted to share my excitement and journey with that. Um, so my previous podcast was about protection plants. And we'll get a little bit more into that in the gardening and my next podcast because our friend Leanne will be back for a guest podcast. I'm excited about that. We're going to talk about all things planting inside and out. Um, it'll be a good little podcast, a little chit chat with our friend. Um, but anyways, like I said, I had a podcast edited and ready for upload today. And there was just something about the energies that just didn't seem to correlate with what I wanted to talk about. Like I said, I'm, I'm studying to get my degree in holistic sciences so that, um, as many of you know, I have a business called the Everyday Witched Shop and Apothecary, and I just came out with this beautiful apothecary line. Um, I'll be adding some other things to it from tinctures to salves to teas to poultices, you name it. It's all sorts of stuff that will aid everybody in a, a holistic life. Um, everything will be grown from my gardens. I'm building greenhouses this year and it's stuff that will be homegrown, curated and um, harvested by myself and will have the energy of just that green witchery that, you know, the, the herbal witch that likes to, uh, be out communing with nature. Um, this summer I'll also be doing a outdoor herbology class that one will be online. It'll be a video that you'll be able to watch forever and download from my business page. And I'll be starting to do a few uploads about plant stuff on that as well. Some videos that just will kind of always stay there. Maybe a future glimpse into a project that will be coming in 2024. So without further ado, Let's dive in on this cold, wintry, blustery Midwestern day for us and talk a little bit about herbs. So as you know, um, herbs have been around for thousands of years in witchcraft and in healing. It's, it's something that we as humans have always had around. It's something we've always learned to integrate into our everyday practices, our magical practices, it can be defined as any type of plant that, that has leaves and seeds and that the flowers or whatnot are useful for us humans, whether we use it for flavor, for cooking, or for healing, or for some form of magic. Um, we also use it for fragrance, fragrances, not only in our perfumes or body sprays, but um, for incense and, of course, like I said, for magic. 
the thing that is the most powerful about herbs is that they embody the four elements. So they grow in the soil, which would represent earth. And then they use light and the warmth of the sun. And there's your representation of fire to make nutrients that we need from the soil and rain to grow. So there's your water. And then they take carbon dioxide from their immediate environment and they make oxygen that represents our air. So when you use herbs in your craft, it means that you're working with the very elements of nature and all of earth's energies and in its absolute strongest form. So some of the really basic ways to use your herbs is to burn them. So a lot of our herbs, once fully dry, can be burned on either a hot charcoal or you can release the smoke. Uh, Incense sticks and cones are other really good alternatives. I am currently learning how to make both of those. I'm really excited. It's a very complex art form, as I call it, to make incense and cones with natural herbs that I've harvested over the last few years and to kind of get them not only to combine together, but to release the scent and the magics that's required. Um, A lot of us use smoking satchels. I sane because I am a druid. So saning is the way that we do it. And it's pretty much just a smoke cleansing. You can have it in a satchel. You can have it in a stick. You can have it in a bowl. Again, with the incense um, and the cones. It's all in how you are comfortable burning those herbs. Now, I know that there is a lot of discrepancy on using sage. I err on the side of caution personally, even though I do have indigenous family. My mom is part Yuma. I still am mostly a white woman who practices her Scottish lineage. So I still feel that if I'm going to use sage, I have to harvest or grow it locally. It cannot be white sage. I do not use it for the term smudging, which includes the sage stick and an abalone shell with a feather. That is a close practice to indigenous and native folks that practice that. That's something I'm not comfortable doing. I will make a smoke stick and just set it in a bowl and let it burn almost like a lot. It's almost like a long incense. And I just set it in the heart of my home, which is my dining room table and, you know, crack open a window. And I just let the smoke kind of roll throughout the house. Um, And then I'll walk around my property with it as well. And just in my cauldron with the smoke, just walking around my yard. I don't only use it by itself though. And that I think is the difference between what they're saying as a close practice. So again, I'm not using the abalone shell. I'm not using the drums. I'm not using a feather. I'm generally using the sage and it has um, pine boughs wrapped in with it, rosemary, lavender, sometimes rose petals. And I really like to use rose petals if you're trying to clear the air. Let's say that you and your partner are having a lot of um, discourse between the two of you. The best thing to do is to get some kind of smoke going with rose petals in it because it's going to bring back that kind of essence of love and communication and cleanse any negativity that's surrounding you. Another really good way is oils. So I really like to use a almond or sunflower base because it is a natural seed base. And that again is going to pull in that earth magic into your oils and that kind of herb base. Um, For a lot of my business, for my roll-ons, I generally use one of those types of oils. And then I've been learning how to hand make and handcraft my essential oils. 
if I can't meticulously pick it from somebody like that makes it themselves and they're generally local to my area that I can hunt down, I try to avoid mass-produced oils because no matter how safe they say they are, the FDA doesn't generally regulate. So I always tell people to err on the side of caution of businesses that are putting out product. If they don't 100% say, no, my stuff is either handcrafted or something that I can verify without, you know, with 100% that it's going to be safe for you. Um, Another one is ritual baths. So what I like to do is I make shower fizzies and um, they're sold at my Etsy and again, the Everyday Witch Shop. And you put the herbs inside of them and you put them in the shower. Um, I also make bathing satchels. It's kind of like a tea bag that you put your herbs inside this little tea bag and you put it in your tub and you use it at your full moon or your new moon, what have you. I have a lot of witches that message me on my business page and say, hey, can I just pick up herbs from you and sprinkle them in my bath? You can do that, but I tell a lot of people, make sure you have a very good strainer on your drain because it can build up over time and cause issue. Our bathtub drains are mostly for soap and stuff like that. It's really hard for them, those certain pipes, to kind of filter through the herbs and maybe some of the greasy oils. So it's a little bit better and easier if, um, yeah, they're in a satchel of some kind. Um, Another way is tinctures. Um, So these are herbs that are added usually to like an ethyl alcohol or some type of glycerin and they preserve but help extract the goodness. You take two tablespoons each night. So a tincture is something that you've brewed. You mix it with, um, I like to mix it with um, apple cider vinegar. And apple cider vinegar is very, very good for gut health. And so you add in like a turmeric with your apple cider vinegar. Not only is that going to help with your overall internal help because of the vinegar, but it's also going to help with kind of the skin aging and maybe the blotchiness, any allergies you've got going on. It's just a good overall combination. Now, going back to incenses, before you burn your herbs, make sure that you grind them together using that mortar and pestle. You can generally follow a, find a really good recipe for making your incense, and it's usually measured in parts to create your own blend. Now, if you're having a really hard time creating your incense sticks or cones, you can take those dried herbs and just place them in a fire-safe or fireproof dish with a charcoal disc and that will create kind of its own incense and again it's kind of like what I do with my saining sticks is I put it in this dish and it, it just sits in there and the smoke permeates the area and so with oils making magical oil using herbs or spices is really a simple process so When you use that olive or sunflower base, um, you just add those chosen herbs. You leave it for a few weeks just to allow the herbs to kind of infuse. And then you can use whatever tools you're going to use to pack it or place it in. And it's really infused with that really good scent. Now, ritual baths, like I said, can be very tricky depending on your pipes, depending on if you own your home, you rent your home, new pipes, old pipes. I generally like to keep it, like I said, in a satchel and I kind of put it in my bathtub as if I'm making, and this is such a funny term, uh, my daughter and I use it, a human tea. (laughs) So you take your satchel or two or even my bath bombs that have a little bit of 
lavender petals in them or rose petals. And I always tell everybody, make sure that you put an extra grate over top of your drain just so it'll catch all those herbs because you can redry those herbs out and reuse them for other ritual practices. It's kind of like a two for one. So not only have you washed it away with the herbs, but then you can take those and dry them again and maybe do like a self-love spell or a self-love incense because it has that channeled kind of ritual bath energy. Now, if you do have sensitive skin and you're maybe prone more to allergic reactions, always perform like a patch test. And so the products that I create at my business, I make sure because I have a lot of allergy issues as well as my daughter, I make sure that we test it out so that we know having severe allergies and autoimmune issues that if it's safe for us on certain levels, people that kind of maybe match or mimic that, that it should be safe, pretty hypoallergenic. But I do always place a warning that certain perfumes may irritate people's skin, no matter if it's good for one person, it might not work for the other. Now, I know you've heard me talk several times about my pouches or I call them satchels, they're sachets. So they're small bags that you can carry your magic with you. Um, Sometimes they're colored bags. Um, They have corresponding crystals or jewels in them. And it's really good for working in that kind of, like if you want to hang it up. Um, Again, if you want to put it in your tub, if you want to put it in your purse, if you want to hang it from your car. It's something that you can carry with you. I know a lot of witches that put their crystals and their herbs inside these little sachets and then they put them in like their their brassiere or in a pocket a lot of the time in between like in their chest area so that it kind of attaches to that heart chakra and it kind of permeates and, and circles and encompass them with not only protection but maybe whatever they have in there for crystals or herbs for that day. And it's really good for just like a really strong boost of energy carrying it on your person. So I want to go over four really good ways to use your herbs. So a decoction is a very concentrated infusion that's made by simmering herbs in water for 20 to 40 minutes. Um, Tougher parts of the herbs and plants are used almost like a bark um, roots and seeds, more so than the flowering parts. The only one that I can avidly say is extremely safe to just throw in water and brew and then kind of squeeze that taste out of. Um, as far as flowering parts and leaves, I've never had an issue with the sage that I grow in my garden or that that I harvest from, like in my area. It seems to be the safest. Now, when you're out hiking and trying to do local harvesting, I advise to always err on the side of caution. Be very careful. Make sure you come home and wash it very good. Dry it very good. Maybe do multiple washes because you never know what kind of runoff that may be associated with those plants. Maybe some kind of spraying. Even though it's in a park or maybe um, you're hiking on a trail and you see it and you think it's safe, making sure that that product is cleansed not only of whatever pesticides or whatever could be on it, be it bugs, whatnot, but also maybe any energies that have passed through. We have to remember as beings of more of an in-tuned or higher operating self that even outside nasty 
dark energy can pass through a place that's sacred to you. And so if you know of a place that's very well traveled and and maybe that's somewhere that you gather things, removing that nasty, icky energy is of utmost importance because you don't want them to have any connection or any way to get at you because then it just kind of ruins that magic and that connection that you have with that herb that you've harvested. So tea, it's also called a teasane, um, is a herbal tea that has magical and health benefits. So what you're going to do is I want you to gently crush your herb to release their flavor. In your mortar and pestle, you can do it in a book. Um, A rolling pin works really good. And you're going to place it in a teapot or a little tea infuser. You can pour hot water over your herbs and leave it steep for around five minutes before drinking so that the heat of the water can extract the medicinal and magical benefits. I generally say the rule of thumb is the color of the water and the scent. So if you walk over and it's got that yellowy tinge and you can kind of smell a hint of the herb, depending on how strong you want the scent to be or how dark of a yellow you want, that's how you know that your tea is steeped and it's ready to brew and drink and use for magical properties. Now, a herbal infusion is made almost the same way as a herbal tea, but the herbs are steeped for way longer to bring out kind of a fuller, deeper flavor. And that's what I'm talking about, the scent and the color. If you want just something that you can kind of crush and wring out the taste and it just kind of adds a little bit of the zhuzh into it, then that would be your like tea, your tea saying. Whereas an infusion is something that you've brewed for weeks. And it's, I generally put it in my simmer pot. And I brew it over and over and over almost until whatever I'm brewing for my teas or tinctures for my clients or even myself and my family, the plant is like, it's done for. <laughs> like It's almost disintegrated. I brewed it so much. Um, you're going to pour very hot water on your safe herbs, dried fruits, leaves, flowers, or seeds to release that flavor. Now, your infusion can be made on the stove, like I said, by adding your herbs to a pot of gently simmering water, you're going to want to stir it throughout the day. My rule of thumb when you're making a tincture or an infusion is no less than a week. So five to seven days of constant brewing, stirring it throughout the day, maybe adding a little bit more water, draining off some of it, adding in fresh to really get that to culminate into something that is that's actually going to do and release those not only magical properties, but the health benefits of that infusion. Now, a decoction is a very strong infusion. So it's made in boiling water for an extended period of time. I generally say that one goes up to two weeks. So that is a little bit different than infusion. So to backtrack again, a tea is something that you're going to crush, throw in, it's done within two to five minutes. The infusion, like I said, will do five to seven days, and then your decoction is going to be up to two weeks. Um, It generally starts in cold water, and then some people say that you can do it in 20 to 40 minutes. I like to do a long time. Like, I will brew it hot, and then I will put it in, like, an airtight... I don't know, container, glass jar container, and I generally keep it on my counter for no longer than two weeks so it has time to infuse that way or to kind of 
I say infuse, but it's a decoction. Um, you can do that with not only your teas, you can do it with honey and um, garlic, which is really good to fight off common colds. Um, that's how I like to make elderberry. It's not really a syrup. It's like a juice. Um, and another really good one is it's kind of reminiscent if you're, if those of you that know how to make kombucha. I was taught by a very good friend of mine years ago how to make homemade kombucha and I'm getting back into it. So that would be a decoction because it's taking multiple weeks for that tea to brew to create something that's medicinal and good for your internal and external body. And then the final thing would be a tincture. So tinctures are concentrated herbal extracts that are generally made with alcohol and vinegar. And this is the one that I told you I don't drink, so I mix it with apple cider vinegar. And it's taken for magical and medicinal properties. So the alcohol will act as a solvent that dries out the magical and medicinal properties of the herb. A tincture is generally taken straight or diluted in water or tea. You place your herbs in a bottle, you fill it like half full, and then you would fill it with... If you're into alcohol or want to add alcohol, it'll be 40% at least, or you can add it with regular vinegar or like I do, apple cider vinegar. Herbal tinctures made with alcohol or vinegar are going to have that shelf life of three to five years, but you want to leave that mixture sit for no less than eight weeks. So this is a long-term project, and this is something that I am very strongly believe in. And this is something that I sell and brew for a lot of my clientele. Um, that's honestly one of my main source of incomes when it comes to my everyday witched apothecary is my tinctures. Um, I have everything from insomnia to pain to migraines to flu to body aches, um, positivity. Um, it's, one of my favorite things to use in a tincture is valerian root. I think it helps a lot with sleep and anxiety. It's a very good natural remedy. Now, when I talk about my natural remedies, I am in no way saying that these are a replacement for modern medicine. And that's something that I really want to put out there because I know there's going to be a lot of people that listen to this podcast and be like, oh, so I can stop taking modern medicine. No. Modern medicine and mental health and psychiatric doctors and our PCPs were put there for a specific reason. Can this correlate and coincide? Absolutely. Are there certain things that I believe can directly replace certain types of medications such as aspirins, Tylenols, even certain types of antibiotics? 100%. However, when it comes to mental health, I will never be an advocate for anyone removing themselves from a prescribed medication to go on a herbal journey. Do I think adding herbal supplements are a very important thing to add? Absolutely. However, some of us do need those modern medicines in order to function, i.e. myself. (laughs) I have like I said, chronic debilitating migraines that I get injections for every few months. Do I use my other tinctures for migraines and headaches in between? Because I still get them. It's not a cure-all. They will never 100% go away. But they help aid in the process. For my friends that have mild migraines or mild headaches, they say that my tinctures and my salves really help them kind of curb those side effects. As far as valerian root for sleep and anxiety... 
I would say those with a mild case, it would work for them. But those of us that do require medication, it's a good aid or a good like addition or supplement to go along with whatever we're prescribed. But like I said, again, I'm a huge advocate for mental health. And I think that consulting with your physician before you journey on any of this to see how it would counteract or maybe interact with current medications is of utmost importance. Never just stop your medication and go on a herbal journey without consulting a physician because sometimes those medications can have really, really dire effects if you just stop them cold turkey. So some everyday herbs that I find, we're going to get back kind of like on a little lighter note because I really wanted to add that in there because I feel as if a lot of herbologists get like almost like a bad rap. Um, a lot of us holistic health professionals um, because it's like, oh, she's a quack. Oh, she's just telling me to go hug a tree or eat tree bark or roots out of the ground is going to cure everything. I am a big advocate because of so many people that I see with the mental health. So that's why I wanted to really dive into that. So <laughs> let's jump into something back into a little bit, a little bit lighter. No. So everyday herbs that I like to use are ones that I keep in my kitchen within hands reach that are dried in my cupboard, stuff that I've cultivated or amassed that I can dry up crush and, and kind of keep fresh. And I say fresh because it is dried. Um, I do, if I run out, I like to go to the store and get fresh herbs and keep them in my fridge because I feel as if the taste and the magic that comes out of them, whether it's cooking or using it for protection rituals or what have you, is so much stronger than just go, you know, going out and just grabbing something. Now, there is nothing wrong for my bargain witches to go to the dollar store and grab a, you know, a little shaker bottle of rosemary. It's intent and it's still part of the earth. So you don't have to be rich to be a witch. That's always my saying. <laughs> so a really good one that I like right off the bat is basil. And it's really good for protection, home protection, love, psychic abilities, wealth. Um, and a good thing to do with it is to place that satch, um, sachet of basil in each room of your um, property to keep away evil eye or negative energies. And like I said, you never really know who's sending you something. So my thing always is, if you feel somebody is maybe has ill will towards you, I always hang... Um like basil or something in my house kind of close to wherever they're going to be. And if they say, oh, I got to go home. I got a headache. I got a tummy ache. I just don't feel right. It's doing its work because they're coming over and they have Eli energy. Um, if you eat it on a regular basis, it'll summon clarity and inner strength and placing it in your pocket will also help you attract health. And I like to add it to my money bowls. That's a, it's a very special herb to add to money bowls along with rosemary, your cinnamon, and what have you. Um, the next one is bay laurel or bay leaves. We all know about bay leaves, writing your intentions on it, burning your intentions on it. Um, to wear a bay leaf as an amulet for protection or, or cook the leaves in a soup is to ward off negative energies. I use it in every, like once a day and one meal every day. Um, it is said that if you write a wish on your bay leaf and then you burn it, your wish always comes true. And that bay can be used in ritual baths or money spells to attract positivity. Um, so again, bay laurel or bay leaves are good for protection, purification, success, psychic abilities, wishes, and prosperity. 
Uh, the next one that I use on a daily basis and I think is really important is black pepper. So when you mix with salt, black pepper can be sprinkled along the threshold of your home for protection or to drive away any negative or unwanted energies. To carry black peppercorns as a charm wards off jealousy. Something that I've been wearing a lot. <laughs> That's for another time and place. Uh, so again, protection, courage, banish negativity and jealousy and to stimulate memory. Cinnamon is the witch's go-to besides rosemary. Uh, so that is good for psychic abilities, power, protection, success, money drawing, strength, spirituality. Burning cinnamon inside as an incense definitely raises the spiritual vibrations of any home, any room, any space that you're in. Um, it definitely also is supposed to be used in our money spells and drawing in that money if you play the lottery, sprinkle some cinnamon on top of your lottery ticket or maybe put the lottery ticket underneath a money bowl and sprinkle it with cinnamon. A lot of us blow cinnamon in our doors the first of the month um, or like me, I blow it in the new moon um, around Sabbaths and important holidays. I like to gift cinnamon or I infuse it in my foods, like my breakfast foods. I make a really delicious banana bread and I infuse it with cinnamon and I feel like it starts the day off on the, like this really good vibration. One of the herbs that I grow really avidly and I actually have my little seedlings and I'm excited to see them perk up is chamomile. Um, so it's an incredibly healing and calming drink and I, I infuse my soaps, my oils, my candles, my tinctures, my teas, my baths, my sash, my sachets, it even just growing in my home. <laughs> and so you can drink it in a tea and that's going to help you relieve that stress. And it's going to promote your inner peace and just really aid you in sleep. It's a nice, soft sleep, as I call it. Now, burn that at flower as an incense for purification, or you can use it as personal protection by taking a ritual bath with ground up chamomile. Now, generally speaking, chamomile is helpful for allergies, but some people might be allergic to it because it is a flower. So if you have sensitive kind of reactive skin, maybe it's good to just um, try a little bit on you or on your hands before taking a full bath in it. If you're really susceptible to a floral allergy, bathing in chamomile is probably not going to be your best bet. And again, that's good for healing, happiness, calming, sleep, money, love, purification, and again, protection. And then the sixth one is clove. So when you burn clove is an incense. It's going to purify your air and definitely dispel that negative energy. Burning cloves as an incense or pushing cloves into a red candle and burning it helps to stop gossip and rumors. It's something, it's my go-to. Um, it's a good ingredient for banishing spells. It, it definitely works for those of us that practice baneful banishing. Um, and workings to protect you against psychic attacks, very good for return to senders. Um, so again, clove is for protection, money, love, prosperity, and exercising either people or dark entities out of your life that just don't belong there anymore. And then, of course, you have clover. Um, so on... The new upcoming podcast that Leanne and I are doing, it's called A Cup of Tea with Mishi and Leanne. Um, we talked about this plant I got and it's called shamrock and it is a, it's a form of clover. 
And I have clover growing all over my yard. We're actually talking about kind of the spots that don't grow clover where we're not going to, or not, that don't grow grass, um, that I'm not planting stuff like gourds or whatever in the ground. I'm going to do a blanket of clover. And so the common three-leaf clover is definitely highly protective, especially if it's worn as an amulet. Uh, The less common four-leaf clover strengthens psychic abilities and the rare five-leafed clover, which I want to see someday, uh, definitely draws in money. If you place it in your wallet, it will help you attract wealth. And so, like I said, clover is good for protection, money, success, luck, fidelity, which is very important to me and my partner. So we use clotter rings as our wedding rings. Um, Our daughter has a clotter. We've ordered a clotter item for our son. And it's kind of our family symbol with us being Irish and me being um, Scottish, like kind of that Celtic heritage. Um, It's also an amulet that I made for me and my husband for, let's see, we've been together eight years. So we've been married six So I created these amulets this year for us to wear that had our wedding date on the back of them. And then it was just a four-leaf clover for us to carry or wear as a reminder not only of our connection, but to bring in prosperity and love for our relationship. Uh, Another one that I like to use is cumin, and cumin provides fidelity. So when burned with frankincense, cumin's protective qualities are enhanced. It's particularly useful for protection against theft. So theft of ideas, theft of home, theft of intellectual property. So cumin is a very good one for people that just like to steal from you. Uh, Dill is a great ingredient to use in love spells and charms. I personally don't do love spells. So the only type of love spell that I've ever done, and it's with my now partner, and we do a bonding spell. So we each have a candle that represents either of us and we pick them out and then we do a bonding spell. And what it does is it wraps that, um, our candles and then we put dill around it and these other herbs, protection, banishing, and, um, kind of that fidelity connection again that I'm talking about with some of these herbs and it keeps that bond strengthened and it also banishes anybody that may be trying to do spell work against us. Lavender, of course, oh, every witch's favorite. I, I would just live in a field of lavender. Not far from where I live, about an hour and a half south is this beautiful lavender farm and I go I haven't gone last. I did not go last year, but I love to go every year. And my daughter and I will just like bask in the lavender fields. (laughs) It smells amazing. I want my yard to smell like that this year. I'm so excited. We got so much moisture this winter because I have a feeling that my plants that are going to be in the ground and in my greenhouses are just going to flourish from just all of the moisture and how rich the earth is going to be this year. So anyways, Lavender is really good if you burn it as an incense um, or you use it in a pouch under your pillow to induce calm sleep and just kind of aid in that sleep. Now, drinking the lavender and chamomile tea before bed combats insomnia. I also offer a brand called La Luna at my shop and it is a lavender chamomile base. Um, It has everything from soaps to tinctures to salves to sachets to teas you name it, it's got it. <laughs> it's got a face oil for bedtime. It's got a roll-on. It's got a room mist. It's got a perfume. It's definitely 
lavender is my go-to. I wear it all day, every day. I'll mix it with patchouli. I'll mix it with chamomile, maybe a little bit of cedar wood. It's, it's just, I always say it's the witch's go-to. And that's because, like I said, it promotes sleep, peace, love, calm, protection, purification. And I really feel that it does help with mental clarity. A lemon balm, which is known as the elixir of life. <laughs> lemon balm is associated with healing. So if you soak lemon balm in wine and share it, it deepens your bond with your partner or it can strengthen a friendship. Um, if you burn it as an incense with lemongrass, it'll cleanse and purify. Also, if you grow it in your yard, it helps keep mosquitoes and little gnats away. So like if you have a gnat problem in your house, lemon balm. And like I said, so calm, success, healing, longevity, balance, purification, maybe helps with a little bit of anxiety, mixing lemon balm in with chamomile and um, valerian root is a very, very good anxiety tincture. And then mint, the go-to trusty mint, good for tummy aches, headaches, it aids with strength and power to your words. It's good for burning, carrying, and eating, which will help attract love as well as preserve and protect current relationships. And so <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of a break here in between um, kind of the last little bit of what's important, you know, for what I use for daily herbs, what I have at my reach. A lot of my herbs talk about protection. And I think in this day and age, something that's very important for us, which is to remember is kind of that rule of protect yourself even if you feel you're safe. You never know what kind of baggage somebody may be carrying around with them. And it doesn't mean that you're banishing or sending them any ill will. What you're doing is protecting yourself and your family and your space from anyone who might be even just carrying some ick with them. Maybe they went to the store and picked up somebody's negative attitude. So sometimes bringing in these herbs aren't necessarily to banish every single bad person from your home or anybody with a negative attitude, but it does remove any, what I call, like, hangabouts. So anything that's kind of clinging to them, hanging about, and if you need to use them to get rid of foe, be it friend, family, or otherwise, by all means, create your spell work with these herbs that I've told you that will kind of use the earth's magic, those four elements to kind of aid you in a peaceful banishing um, or a peaceful baneful magic. I am all for herbal baneful magic. I And when I say baneful, that's, that's the only kind of magic. So I'll create an incense and I'll write my spell work in a return to sender or, or a banishing or a binding because I am so connected with the earth that I want to make sure it's of the earth, it returns to the earth, and it's done by the earth. It's not something that I'm conjuring out of darkness or negativity. It's something that's going back where it came. And then it's dissolved to the earth when the spell work's done. So diving back into the last six that I think are really important to keep around. The first one is nutmeg. So you're going to use nutmeg oil to anoint a green candle and roll it in it. And like the nutmeg powder to attract your money. Um, it's really good for luck, money, fidelity, psychic abilities, power, and success. Oregano is, oh, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, flinch, uh, oregano. 
the American oregano. Uh, oregano can help with strengthen an existing love and also aid in process of letting go of a loved one following a bereavement or maybe a relationship breakup. Uh, my husband and I are going through kind of some tete-a-tete and not with each other, but in certain situations. And so using oregano in uh, spell work to help us move past whatever toxicity is encompassed in that is uh, very important to us. So that's a very good one. And, and it gives us that peace of mind and the ability to release that which is no longer important. Um, rose which is beautiful. I have a beautiful rose oil that I love to use every day. It's good for that glowing um, kind of skin. And not only that, but the scent is very, I say very feminine. It is that divine feminine connection and scent. It's strongly associated with romance and is, it was traditionally used in love spells. Um, I like to use it in my saining sticks for cleansing air. Maybe if you and your partner, like I said, are arguing, burn the saining stick that has rose petals and it's going to kind of bring back that harmony into your relationship. I always say every witch should have dry and, um, I don't know why I was going to say wet, not live, but like dried rosemary as well as like I have fresh, and I do quotations, fresh rosemary that I got from the store. Um, and I like to keep both on hand. Um, dried rosemary is really easy to make your incense out of, but the wet is good to add it into your foods or maybe something to wear around your neck because it's going to permeate the scent for you. So it's a very versatile herb and it improves mental powers and memory. Now, if you place it on a yellow candle and burn it on a Thursday, it's going to help with your academic studies and help improve grades. So for those of you that are out there that are taking classes, um, have big studies coming up, finals, you're trying to advance your career. Um, like me, when I'm reading, I pull out the yellow candle that has kind of rosemary on it or rosemary around the base. And it makes me feel like I can focus, um, especially when I'm working on um, this really big project. And I get a little bit of like, blockage and I can't think of like what I want to say next, um, then I feel like if I meditate with that candle and just, it kind of helps balance that mental clarity. So the next one is time and a burning time with frankincense before a spell or ritual is a really great space cleanser and purifier. Um, make time oil to use in a ritual bath for personal cleansing or to renew the spirit. And I really like to bathe with time. I feel like it cleanses the ick and the gunk. Um, whether it be something I'm holding on to, maybe, um, I, I mean, I'm human. I can become embittered and frustrated with people because sometimes humans suck. And taking a bath in time is just so very important. It, it, do it at least once a month just to get rid of the ick cook it, use it in your food, add it into your rituals of self-love once a month. You deserve the time <laughs> to cleanse yourself. I'm sorry. I had to. I'm so sorry. I'm sure there's a few of you that are like, what the heck was that? <laughs> um, and the final one I want to talk about today is yarrow or yarrow root. It's a protective that um, when worn in magical pouch, and it also helps to bring the wear courage. 
Um, you can harvest it locally. You can grow it. It's really easy to order. I harvest it locally when I'm out hiking, one of my favorite spots, and I hang it up. And it's inside my house. And I feel like it gives me the courage to continue on my path, no matter how far down I get walked on or how much people try to kind of badger and belittle me. I feel as if I have that in my home, it gives me that courage to stand up and be like, you know what? I've been through worse. I can continue moving forward because everything comes to me that is meant to come to me. And this is just another herb that was given to me by Gaia and by Mother Earth and to kind of aid me in my spiritual journey. And so I think that's kind of where I'm going to end this podcast for today because the next thing I really want to talk about is foraging and then um, how to dry your herbs, how to kind of get the best out of them. Um, Like I said, the next podcast, we're going to have Leanne on and we're going to talk about actual gardening inside and outside and kind of some ideas, maybe tips and tricks um, from her. I call her my, like, the succulent queen. So, Leanne, if you're listening, you are, I need to make you a crown that looks like succulents because I cannot keep a succulent alive besides um, my aloe vera, and I have tons of it. That I can grow in abundance. However, anything else, oh, no, I'll kill it, hands down, no problem. But she, there's something about it that she just, at a snap, can get it. And her succulents are stunning, So I'm hoping she'll give us some little maybe sneak peeks into how she keeps her succulents so stunning and gets them to amass in the quantities that they do. As always, you can find me on Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And starting Friday, you'll be able to find us on Apple Podcasts. You can head over to Into the Witchwood on Facebook and leave me a message, a comment. That's where all of the uploads and videos will be. I will be doing a Hi, It's Me introduction video around the 1st of March. I'm excited. Um, You can also, if you want to, head over to Everyday Witched Shop and Apothecary on Facebook or Instagram and TikTok now and leave me a message so that we can keep in contact. And if there's anything you want to hear about or anything you want to talk about or me touch base on, let me know. I always want to say thank you, my witches, for stopping by. Blessed be. And as always, be magical.